0: Welcome to this edition of the Gateway Podcast. Thanks for connecting with us. To discover more about our faith community, feel free to visit our website, gatewaychurch.org.nz. May this message be an encouragement to you. When Jesus died on the cross, he did fulfill what was necessary for us to have a relationship with God. We learn in the Bible that sin causes separation between God and people, the creator and the creation. We see that time and time again, God provides us with a process to atone for sin so that we can have relationship with God. We see illustrations of that all throughout the Bible. God himself. God himself gives the plans and the workings of coming back to him. God himself makes clothes for Adam and Eve. God himself provides a sacrifice for Abraham when he spears Isaac by providing a ram. God himself gives the plans and workings of a tabernacle to Moses, when he came down with the Ten Commandments, he got those plans for the tabernacle so that sacrifice can be made to atone for sin so that relationship can be had. And at one time, God gave Moses a command to build a brazen pole with a snake on it, which is now, by the way, a symbol of medicine and all over the world, you see it everywhere. And he made this command to make it, which was interesting. Interesting because it didn't really make much theological sense in Old Testament times. But in the context that was going on, the people of that time who were ill could look up to that snake and that brazen pole and they would be healed. And Jesus only explains it in the New Testament when he says that it is a picture of himself on a cross. That so much as anyone who looks to him shall be saved. God himself. God seeks time and time again to provide a way for people to come to him despite the sin problem. The final fulfillment of that, of course, is in Jesus. Where God himself is the sacrifice that atones for the issue of sin so that anyone who believes shall be saved. Unfortunately, I think sometimes many Christians do this Easter story a huge injustice because we stop there. Getting saved is not where the story stops. It's actually the beginning. It's the beginning of a new story. Salvation from sin is just the beginning point The relationship with God becomes so intimate that God sends us his spirit to live in us and to be our teacher. That is what being born again means, a new creation. That's what Jesus was talking to Nicodemus about that night in John chapter 3. And in the words of this old hymn, washed in his blood, born of his spirit, Now, while there is plenty of evidence, such as scientific means, historical, critical method, and the likes, it's not really through this evidence, I think, that gives us assurance that Jesus is mine. As this hymn suggests in its chorus, it seems to me that it is, in fact, our story and our song. That is the best evidence of our assurance in Jesus. The example of Jesus' love becomes an action in our own life when he resides in us through his spirit. When we are born of his spirit, we begin to show the same character that Jesus showed in the Bible. It is the character of love, your neighbour. It's not the sort of love that says I love you, and does absolutely nothing. It is in fact the sort of love that goes the extra mile to help someone else, that carries your bag two miles instead of just one. It's the sort of love that turns the cheek when it gets slapped on one, it gives the other. And like the good Samaritan story that Jesus gives, as an example, it's a love that seems to find a way to fill the needs of others that when it is in the power for us to act, we do. Our story, our song, changes when Jesus comes into our life from one that is ultimately self-pleasing and selfish to one that seeks to be helpful and charitable towards others to love your neighbour, Jesus style. This challenge, this change, sorry, this love becomes our blessed assurance that Jesus is mine. And it ultimately becomes evidence to others as a foretaste of glory divine, where the kingdom of God is revealed by our love for one another. It is a witness to the kingdom of God that we are commissioned by Jesus to bring through that same love that he demonstrated. Throughout recent times, there have been many, many great leaders who have demonstrated the same sort of principle that Jesus demonstrated. Many have openly told that Jesus was their source of inspiration. Mahatma Gandhi sought a non-violent approach when removing his oppressors from his people. Nelson Mandela, when I read his book, I was just struck by the patience of the man and the dignity that he not only had in himself, but that he showed others. Mother Teresa, she demonstrated so, what social action looks like, social justice, when even when she was so famous that world leaders would come to her home and sit with her, that she would still on the same day be feeding people out of a bowl by her own hand and bandaging their wounds. Martin Luther King died for his vision of equality and equity for every people to be able to look each other eye to eye. When I think of these people, I think they deserve a lot of respect. And I think that Jesus, at the very least, deserves this respect. But I think Jesus even deserves more. I might be influenced by any of these people they did die and they did not resurrect and they didn't fill me with their spirit so that I could go on and do loving acts and services to my neighbor. Jesus died for his people. The whole world, in fact, you and I. But three days later, he resurrected so that we can be filled by his spirit and take up his mission to love the world as ambassadors for his kingdom. N.T. writes it all a lot better than I did, <laughs> and much more succinctly, when he said, when the power of Rome and the betrayal of Israel's leaders meets the love of God, the great whirlpool that results will bring about God's kingly victory, the victory of the kingdom of God over the kingdoms of the world. It wasn't a victory by some ruler wearing a suit of armour oppressing people. It wasn't the victory that we see in our TVs and our shows. It was a victory where a man laid his life down and died. Jesus said, Greater love has no man than this than to lay his life down for his friends. But he not only said it, he did it. That is the love that gave him victory. Victory over the other kingdoms. And I think that means spiritual kingdoms, I think that means physical kingdoms, I think that means places of authority. Notice Jesus didn't raise any army, he didn't start a hashtag movement, (laughs) he didn't sit and lobby the government from his social media. But instead what he did was he got out amongst the people and he loved sacrificially. He healed the sick. He cleansed the lepers. He cast out demons and he raised the dead. He fed the hungry. If we choose to believe it, we have that same love in us to continue that victory. The victory of laying your life down to feed the hungry, give water to the thirsty, clothe the naked, visit the prisoners, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons, and raise the dead. I believe that. Isn't it a crazy kind of topsy-turvy upside-downness of the kingdom of God who we are humble servants are called great. Great. It doesn't stop with Jesus dying. N.T. Wright goes about to talk about Jesus' resurrection. He says this is the real beginning of the kingdom. Jesus' risen person, body, mind, heart and soul, he is the prototype of a new creation. A prototype. That's something that is modelled for us all to aspire to be. It's the correct version. I realise that there's absolutely no blessed assurance in Nelson Mandela and others, but there is in Jesus. His spirit drives me to be like him, to change my life. He's the prototype. And he not only changes my life, but he changes my family's life, he changes my city, And he can change the world with his love. He said in John chapter 13 verse 34, A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Our story and our song is this love for one another. Blessed assurance comes from the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit in us. Let me just take a moment to explain how that worked for me. I said a little prayer to Jesus when I was about seven years old at the end of my father's bed. But it wasn't until I became a teen that I really started wanting to follow Jesus. And looking back, I realise... That my belief in Jesus really began when people started to show me love. And I began to respect those people. My father, as I've told you before, was a gang member. And he found Jesus and he became a new creation. It was obvious that he changed significantly because of the Holy Spirit that was in him. He learned to love. Amongst others, there was a Presbyterian reverend in Napier, and he used to invite our family to his home for dinner after church, and he lived up on the Napier hill, and this beautiful house, I thought it was a beautiful home, I think it belonged to the church, and he would have this crazy family come and sit at his table with his family and I would play with his children's toys, and I'm sure sometimes, I I knew that people wondered if I was pocketing those toys. I read his Asterix books, and in that whole time that I was at their house, they just showed us love, and I knew it, I felt it. It cut through the stigmatism that I lived under. In other places, I felt it, but not in this place. My family had a reputation. Everyone knew us. But these people, these people lived with blessed assurance that Jesus was theirs. And their story and their song reflected to me the song of Jesus. I was loved by them. And I loved them. I admired them. I admired them and my father because of the love that they showed me, and I wanted to be a part of that. In truth, it took me a while to understand what this love thing was all about, because in the beginning, I had a lot of energy, you can imagine, and God took that energy in my early days, and he directed it. I became an evangelist with some zeal and passion, but it wasn't very loving necessarily. But God redirected the zeal and passion, this energy that I had into that. And in 1990, I was only uh, 13, 14 years old, and we we took days off school to go to a conference, uh, to go to a nationwide evangelism uh, program called Rise Up Together New Zealand, which ended in the Commonwealth Games in Auckland. And it was all zeal and passion, and that zeal and passion then took me to um, China where I smuggled Bibles and at about that time when that was happening I met Anna who is now my wife and I was amazed at her family because here was a family who had spent time in Papua New Guinea in the middle of flipping nowhere <laughs> and had spent time in the Solomon Islands just to show this love of Jesus. And I admired them, and I wanted to be part of it. This is how our lives demonstrate for others that the kingdom of God is coming, a foretaste of the divine, and it's noticeable that we change, and it's noticeable that we are different. Jesus said that they will know us because of our love for one another. Paul talks about this blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of heaven divine. And some of my favorite verses in the Bible, in Romans chapter 5, we're going to go through verses 1 to 9. Paul says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have a peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have been gained access by faith into this grace which we now stand. Well done, Paul. That's Easter in a sentence. The next bit, but we boast in the hope of the glory of God. You hear that? We boast. How do we boast? Well, I think it's the love that we show for one another. That's the boast Paul's talking about. And you'll see that the context of the scripture is that in just a moment. Paul is saying that our love that we show for others boasts of the hope of the glory of God. The infilling, empowering presence of his spirit that leads us to love like Jesus highlights the kingdom of God. It is our hope to see more and more of the fulfillment of Jesus' mission on earth. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. This is your story and your song when you love as Jesus loves and bring change to this world. Verse three. Not only so, but we also glorify glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You know, sometimes you think, why suffer? And I've heard lots of times that as Christians we suffer because we're persecuted, and I agree with that. I understand that. But I think that this suffering here links to the love again. Again. Remember, agape, the word for love in the Bible, it means to be charitable, altruistic, it serves, and it suffers. It means that we have to give up some stuff. That when we can help, we do. And you know that sometimes that hurts. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit so that we can do that. These are the old hymn lines again. Washed in his blood, born of his spirit. Verse six. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. It's very rare, very rarely, that anyone would die for a righteous person Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. To love our neighbour is not just to love those who we have friendships with. But it's not just love those who have the same ideology as us, or the same religion, or the same ethnicity, or the same culture. It has to go beyond those things. Jesus died for us even when we weren't his friend. Even when we didn't believe him. And we've learned at this church recently and over the years that grace precedes the law. God accepts us so that we can change. That it's for acceptance that we do change. If you just look at my life, when people accepted us, change happened. Change is an inevitable part, inevitable part of the Holy Spirit in us. It happens. You can bet your boots it's going to happen. You don't need to worry about it. If God is there, the person has found Christ and they're full of the Holy Spirit, they're going to change. Acceptance comes before change. God loves us so that we can change. In my story, people loving me just made a huge impact in my life. That is love that comes from God. I love that in the story of the Good Samaritan, when Jesus is speaking about what it means to love your neighbour, that he's speaking to a bunch of Jewish people And the hero of the story is a Samaritan. And so Jesus is making a point. A Samaritan. Verse nine, since we have been justified by his blood, how much more can we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through His life? Not only this, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now receive reconciliation. It's Easter. Luckily, the musicians come up. So then, what has Fanny and Phoebe taught us in this hymn? What is the take-home point for Easter 2021? Love in action is an essential part of our assurance that Jesus is mine. If we love others in the way that Jesus teaches us in the Bible and through his infidelity, filling presence of the Holy Spirit, then it affects us so that our experience, so that we can experience what Jesus is all about and give that experience to others. We literally overflow the Holy Spirit so that other people can feel what Jesus is about. And we, our story, and our song become a blessed assurance that Jesus is mine. Remember, remember, Works without love is a resounding gong. Love without works is nothing but dead and selfish. A big noise and a lot of hot air. A hashtag movement or an armchair activist initiating change from Facebook is not gonna do it. I believe that we need to honor what Jesus has done by letting his love be known by our love for one another. A love that lays down our lives, sacrifices, suffers. Love that has been given to us because we are washed in his blood and flows out of us because we are filled with his spirit. Let people know by our actions. Let them have a foretaste of heaven divine because of our story, and because of our song. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to know more about our faith community, feel free to visit our website, gatewaychurch.org.nz.